Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Uh, Ryan, what horrors do you have for me this week? Patrick, I would just like to sincerely apologize to all of those impacted by my actions. Okay. As there's a deep drive into deep left field by Castellanos, and that should be a home run. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, we uh, we did we got we got uh, probably a thousand complaints about Bushwick Kirk Ferentz, but folks, we're not going to drop it anytime <laughs> soon. We're going to keep it going. We actually the only thing I heard from that is someone that said that they really like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we might have to uh, we might have to dip back uh, into that uh, well here at some point. Bushwick Kirk Ferentz uh, bullying his players racistly by saying, um, "Tell me you're from the inner city without telling me oh, from the inner city." <laughs> As he's harassing them in the weight room. <laughs> oh my god, he's like pulling the dreads out of their hair. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, Bushwick, oh. Kirk Ferentz, uh, um, like throwing, uh, throwing like the blood that the PETA people use on like someone with wearing a fur coat at the Iowa State game. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, all, all right, all right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll think of some more. We'll come back with an all Bushwick Kirk Ferentz episode <laughs> coming soon. Um, this one is not that. This is a Q and A, uh, as we as we like to do from time to time. This Bushwick is... Kirk Ferentz starting an OnlyFans to show you his impressionist paintings. Okay, keep going. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's woo. Okay. Um, so we uh, we're gonna do this is kind of our summer Q and A. We'll probably do one just before the season too. Yep. Um, if we have if we have time, we still Maybe have more about football. This one's gonna be. Yeah, this one's not. There's not a ton of football. On this one, guys. I'm gonna keep, yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it honest with you guys. Not a ton of football in here. A lot of Indiana, though, which we which we do like. This happens on my other podcast too. It's Hmm. just Indiana questions. (laughs) I don't know how this keeps happening to me. Yeah, Um, I don't know why you specifically (laughs) call to many people who want to ask Indiana questions. It's so hard to tell how that happens. Oh man, I'm gonna draw in like Michigan fans next year, and those are gonna be the only guys asking us questions. Mm. I'm just gonna torment you. Um, But we do have some questions here. We'll we'll do one again before the uh, before the season starts, and and like Ryan. Said, please do send in football questions for that one. Um, this one we're going to do just kind of a kind of a chill down episode. Um, we've been we've been going hard for so long. Um, <laughs> this is the vibes episode. Yeah, this is the vibes episode. We're going to play Electric Feel by FGMT on the entire background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't think we have any news to talk about before we just jump into these. There's uh, Supreme Court stuff, and uh, that gets a big old who care from the yeah. uh, from the flipping the field boys. I, I don't give a shit. Uh, I have been pretty amused this week by all of the. MLB pitchers like stripping down on the yeah. mound as they get so yeah, just I think, temper I think, tantrum angry. About I think the, we uh, need more of that. Yeah. Are you on board? Who's going to be our first fully nude pitcher? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so many good people to choose from. Uh, Scherzer got close. I think. I think he. I think he might do it next time if yeah. they if they make him do that again. Romo was more performative. He knew he he, he knew yeah. he was going to get stopped. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, the the only one the mm. one that I thought was the the funniest was the Otani one where he was mm. like happy about it. Yeah, He's yeah. like, oh, you guys think I'm good. <laughs> I, well, I mean, on this cop, I guess uh, no one probably cares what my baseball takes, but I do think we've got to stop the uh, the spider tech shit. People are like, oh, you just let the batter, let the you know the the batters cork the bats again, and let them use steroids again. Mm. It's not really the issue because it's not how f- they're hitting the ball far. So there's like yeah. all kinds of home runs. Yeah, they're just not hitting the ball as much because the breaking balls are so extreme. Yeah, and really, the, there's no the, you get the 
I don't know, get the batter's longer bats. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing I've seen is moving the mound back. That would make some sense to me too. Yeah, that would that bit. would help probably, yeah. but because I like to see the cool pitches, I think it's fun. Like I I, I only watch baseball through highlights on yeah. Twitter, so it's you not follow like, at pitching ninja. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's sort of how I consume baseball, and so I uh, I'm upset about losing the really funny looking pitches. Yeah. Um, but I am I I have been on on record I think on this podcast before as pro pretty much all forms of cheating. Mm in sports i think you should just do it i don't care like uh what whatever like yeah. the the if you're not being a narc about it like like uh the kind of cheating that the clippers were doing a couple nights ago i hate that shit where they're just sending everything to review just like ticky tack pedantic oh, sure. shit but or like it, all the players who were like Huffing and puffing about Giannis's free throw routine. Yeah, yeah. Or, just, oh my god, ref! Yeah, like, come. Yeah, yeah, or like flopping. Yeah. Flopping is the number one way to, to cheat as a narc. Um, but like, if you're just gonna take steroids, I don't give a shit. Take some steroids. I don't care. Yeah, no, steroids are cool. We're all <laughs> aboard on steroids. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, in fact, I don't think you should ever. Even when you're done playing football, you shouldn't stop taking steroids. No, just keep taking them. It's, yeah, it's cool Who's to stop do. You? Yeah, I mean, what are you? What are you gonna do? What are yeah. you gonna do? Sue me? Right. No. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm pro cheating. Um, the spider attack, I don't. I don't, I don't fucking care. I like the highlights, I guess. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into questions here because yeah, I, I don't think we have anything to say on the Supreme Court stuff. The uh, cool. yeah, it seems like the NCAA is uh, not well liked. I'm, hmm. I'm not sure that this is a huge that's crazy yeah bit of news. It seems like this this only serves as like a make work program for sports writers to tweet out like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's like their first time learning about the Supreme Court since they were yeah. in tenth grade. Yeah, wow, uh, this Brett like, Kavanaugh guy is epic. Damn, he's got some good stuff going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it does seem like it's going to, like, uh, I mean, I guess my only take here is but the, by spending decades and decades and billions of dollars on lawyers not letting anything get through, um, they're going to open themselves up to a much worse ass-kicking in the courts than they would have if they had just given some ground. Yeah. Um, yeah it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard. Because nope. now it's going to be like schools have to pay the players. <laughs> yeah, is... I can't feel bad for them at all. I mean, yeah. it's completely their fault. I, I guess the one thing I'm curious to hear your take on, a lot of people kind of approach this almost from like a, a, a woke angle. I, I didn't want to call okay. it woke, but you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Like where the idea is that if you pay if you pay football and basketball players, that it'll end up leading to other sports being cut. Okay. Like non-rev sports. Yeah. I, I would say that's not really the problem of football and basketball players. Mm-hmm. But I do understand it from a larger sense. The, the bigger issue here is, uh, to me, you got to cut the salaries of the administrators and coaches. That is yeah. the problem. Those yeah. are the guys who are not generating as much value as they're being paid. Yeah, I think that... that- it's correct that smaller sports will be cut from this and that that sucks and it shouldn't be like that but these schools that are like almost every school in America is pretending that it's losing money on athletics they're not losing money on athletics they're they're not it's a lot of uh, bullshit accounting yeah they're they're you know they're doing that by investing every single year in a brand new football facility, mm-hmm. right? There, that's like, uh, oh, we have to build a new baseball facility, and it's like you just built one like two years ago. So right. Well, we have to build another one. This one's bad. You see this a lot too, and not just college sports, but also uh, with like Hollywood. Like a lot of Hollywood contracts are based on like like a lot of a lot of actors used to get contracts that they would make a percentage of the profits instead of a percentage of the revenues. And so, of course, Hollywood just you know fucks around with the numbers and moves shit around. Yeah. that no one ever gets paid. Yeah. Um, you also, I'm forgetting, there's something else I was going to say that it's common as too, but I, I completely yeah. forgot it. So this is, this is a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the the answer here is that these schools have money; they could pay for these sports. They just they would need to take money away from their athletic directors and presidents and yeah. um, stop spending so much on facilities. Like, 
I don't know if, if how many people listening have been on Ohio State's campus recently. I was over there today. They've built an entire Olympic village over there. Yeah. Like if you're a, if you're an athlete at Ohio State, you probably won't see the actual campus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, just... like especially the revenue sports, you really yeah. do not interact with the students much. Yeah, more. like all Ju- your classes are online. Yeah, Justin Fields said as much last year. Like he didn't really leave his apartment. He just yeah. kind of went home, did school, and then went to the facility. Those were the two things that he did. Fun. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. Really living yeah. the college experience. On the other hand, you do the other extreme just recently a few years ago, which is you know. Uh, Joey Bosa getting drunk at Midway on campus <laughs> and trying to tear a garbage can out of the yeah, ground yeah. where it's like bolted into. Yeah, I witnessed yeah. this with my own eyes. Was, by wasn't the way. it a, a a horse cop just like don't <laughs> quit yeah. it? Uh, there were allegedly some uh, substances ingested, <laughs> allegedly parody that evening that they have. Uh-huh. Uh, got him a little rile up. <laughs> mm, he was trying to. Uh, he was. He was rolling that trash bin down the road, as one <laughs> might say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, also just for another take here, I think that uh, Olympic sports in general, like the United States, is the only country that's good at them that doesn't yeah. really fund it from the country itself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you go to like China or Russia for like their Olympic weightlifting or their gymnastics programs, right? They're like. The, the federal government of those countries pays to have these training programs set up. It's like mm-hmm. youth camps all across the country. Then into like, you know, it filters out to the more elite people stay. The, yeah. you know, the other ones that suck, leave. Yeah. Um, and they have like Olympic villages where the kids train from the age of like, you know, 12 on. It's like their whole time. It's their professional gig. It's like mm-hmm. how European soccer academies work. Yeah. Like, the United States could just be doing that model too. Yeah, it's actually I, more efficient it, and better. It's funny you mentioned the European soccer models because Ohio State, the men's soccer team, has a kid who came from one of those those academies, oh, really? uh, Lawrence Wooten, who he uh, he started when he was like six in one of these academies. Uh-huh. And I was I was talking to him a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, "What is the the difference in in practice intensity?" He's like, "Oh, here I can like go outside and <laughs> go to restaurants <laughs> and stuff." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've uh, as as most of you guys listen to this podcast now, I'm kind of like a freak in terms of how much I love reading about like powerlifting history and just Olympic weightlifting stuff. And, and the training programs, those old Bulgarian and Russians, like including youth sports are just insane. Like yeah. what they went through. Yeah. But, uh, it led to the invention of the greatest steroids on earth that we now enjoy and appreciate in America. Um, as well as just tried and true lifting tactics that everyone else still copies. I mean, yeah. um, Basically, we should be training our largest 14-year-olds yeah. to be lifting all across we, the country. We probably should, as a country, fund some sort of Olympic you know, program for Yeah, we have that various. stuff in Colorado, but it's yeah. not until you're already good at the sport that you get to go yeah. there. Yeah, the two options are that you go out there or you go down to, like, IMG Academy where right. they, they take $100,000 from you every day and you have to, you know... <laughs> yeah, and it's all, like... I mean, think of all the sports. A lot of them are just, like, travel sports for your kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you have, ki- like, just and the rich kids... And they're run to... by, like, the dumbest guys on Earth. Like, AAU oh, yeah. coaches are fucking idiots. They're just morons. There was a really good article a few years back on Andrew McCutcheon, and it kind of tied into how he's one of, like, the few American black baseball stars that are uh still in the league you know and he talked about his experience playing travel ball growing up and how like you know a a kid another parent from the team happened to be able to pay for his because he wasn't gonna be able to afford it you know and uh and how it's completely changed the course of his life but i mean like if that didn't happen we would have missed one of our great baseball stars of like the modern era yeah uh not being able to play because he couldn't afford it because all the sport is funneled through travel ball and like aau ball and basketball is like people complain about this. It's actually good. It's funded by like Nike and Adidas because they all pay all the players so they can play. Yeah. Imagine how much great talent we'd miss out on if they weren't doing this. Yeah. Stuff. Like I, I, I will never complain about them paying for it. I just wish that, you know, we would do it. Like as a, as a, country. oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Basically, that should to. be the model. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, 
That'd be really cool if each state had like a top soccer. You know, I mean, like Pennsylvania like, funds a yeah, soccer like, team that plays against Ohio soccer team. I think that the the example that that kind of makes sense is like wrestling has like an ROTC in yes, each yes, in each yes. state. It's kind of like that, and even that's mostly college guys and yeah. high high level high school yeah. athletes too. Like it's very rare to yeah, see ex- extended out. You know? Yeah, it's very rare to see, like you're not going to see like a junior high phenom training with really good coaches. They're going to be yeah. whatever local town they're from. Like yeah. you better hope you have good coaching. Yeah, for sure. And I, I um, we were, we're pretty far off topic, but yeah. I, I do think that that's something that would counter that sort of um, complaint about, you know, the yeah. schools wouldn't be able to, to do this. It's I was like, talking oh. to my roommate the other night and I was saying that uh, I'm eventually going to run for president on an all sports platform. Okay. The idea of my whole, my whole political platform. <laughs> the the Tommy be, Tuberville. I'm, yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to fix every sport. That's going right. to be my number one agenda. I'm in. Uh, I'll be running these <laughs> Olympic programs. I'll be... You know, I'll be making uh, basketball and football perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be mandating scheduling across conference to college football. Okay. Yeah, the, I think that's what the people want. Yeah, we're gonna make a public example of Patrick Beverly. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you want this to happen, uh, Venmo me ten dollars at Ryan Donnelly eight on uh, Venmo. Uh, <laughs> start oh, well, my campaign fund. Yeah, excited to run your campaign. Um, all mm-hmm. right, let's. Uh... We have any auditions. <laughs> I guess DJ has more experience than I do. I can do your social media, I guess. Yeah, DJ's great friend, Jenna Powell, was in the news today. We'll be talking to him about that soon. Oh, gosh. That'll be a fun one. We'll just have to yeah, just, just let him go nuts for like 10 minutes. Yep. Um, all right, let's minutes, huh? yeah, let him go nuts okay, for three okay. hours. Uh, we'll, we'll get if we, to the topic. The, the longer we go with him, the more we have to buy beer for him. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> We'll be recording this podcast live from the outdoor patio yes. at Johnny's Tavern. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yes. <laughs> He's like Bender from Futurama. He, <laughs> he shuts down if he doesn't have alcohol in his system. Um, all right, let's jump in here. We're going to start with, uh, uh, I would say, longtime friend of the show, longtime friend of uh, the BSB podcast as well. Um, it's uh, it's our boy Wads, uh, W-A-D-Z, um, who I think asks questions for, for pretty much every podcast that I do. Um He's a long-time question asker. Um, yeah, salute to you, dude. You're yeah, a warrior. Yeah, this man is a poster. He is, he's born and bred to post. He's got two questions in here. We'll start with this one first. Um, worst team you've ever supported slash enjoyed. Worst can mean whatever you want it to. So I would assume for you this is the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm, that's really funny, Patrick. <laughs> um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, more than I, I thought I would. Okay. Um. I, I was trying to pick which vintage of the pirates I was gonna I was gonna go with. And I realized it was too difficult. Uh, yeah. We've been so bad so many times, um, but it's certainly just every one of these loser pirates teams that are meeting the absolute salary floor of the MLB. Uh, that trade away all of our good players as soon as they're good. Um, we got one playoff win in my lifetime, and mm-hmm. uh, that was really cool. I'll never forget that. But yeah. I'll probably never see another one again. <laughs> I will live and die for you know approximately seventy ish, eighty ish years. Maybe, yeah, uh, and I'll probably see one playoff win for the Pirates ever. I, I hope, uh, allegedly, parody that if any of my uh, friends listen to this podcast or maybe former Army snipers that have a political <laughs> agenda and happen to know the location of Bob Nutting, you know, just do, Twitter, do your thing. <laughs> oh, I do be Bob Nutting though. Um, <laughs> um, I, I took this in a slightly different way, especially because I, I I don't really root for teams anymore. It's kind of a thing that I've I've come on. I've wa- I've kind of washed it from my brain. I root for the Browns. Yeah. But like I I don't really have like Wyatt has got me invested in the Suns. Um. Just okay. just for this playoff run. But I I very rarely watch live sports that I'm not being paid to watch. Yeah. Um. But before I broke my brain and when I could still experience uh, joy from watching a football team. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the one that that immediately popped into my head and it's 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 a very spoiled answer. Obviously. 
obviously because we're you know Columbus guys. I was I was raised an Ohio State fan. I've only recently shed that that mm-hmm. skin. Um, that 2018 team was fucking miserable. Not fun to watch. Not fun to watch. The offense was fun. Oh, Dwayne Haskins rules. Yeah, Dwayne yeah. Haskins rules. And 2016 was kind of the same way, where the offense was just like, Jesus Christ, guys, get out of your own way here. Yeah. Um, I think 2016 was worse in a different way. Yeah. Where 2016 is like just the misery of watching. Like the, the talent around JT Barrett yeah. was good. <laughs> it was like a good. Ta- well, the, it wasn't perfect. The wide receivers weren't good. But there were some flaws that team. Don't be wrong, but like it was a talent. It was a talented was a team. Yeah, I mean, like, Curtis had, Samuel was awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Paris Campbell's in that team. He wasn't uh, good yet, but he was there. Yeah, he was. But I mean, you could argue you used him better. You know, Ter- Terry McLaurin, Johnny Dix, those guys were on that team. Yeah, there was talent there, and just watching JT Barrett go, you know, seventeen of thirty-eight, like nineteen weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, but like, and throwing the you know three pick sixes, you know. I hate him so much. I'm sorry. I really don't hate many athletes. I truly, with all what I hate is God. <laughs> I think the 2018 one was more frustrating for me because the defensive problems were so stupid. It was such a yeah. silly and easily fixable problem God. where it's just like, um, don't play man coverage on every down and this won't be such an issue because hmm. that was, for people not familiar with that team, their whole thing was that they just couldn't figure out how to stop slants um, or like RPOs because they were playing man one gap every single play. Uh, so they had their linebackers biting in on the run fake Every single time it happened, and then they would just throw a slant right across, right across the middle against you know bad cornerbacks. Greg Schiano's so arrogant, dude. <laughs> and of course, like the minute he goes to like Rutgers, he starts trying again, and like is like fielding fun teams that like mm-hmm. are trying to beat your ass and confuse you. But against us, he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, just go on, go out there, go have fun, go go play yeah. man coverage. Yeah, I what just a dick. what a yeah. He uh, we're gonna we have a question about him later, and I, oh, I have cool. a I have a thought on him that I expressed on my other podcast, but I will do it here as well to get your your ideas on it. But um, those two teams came to mind. As for like actually bad teams, I mean, I'm a Browns fan, so mm-hmm. most of them. Um, yep. it's kind of like with the with the Pirates, where like <laughs> I've just sort of I've only ever experienced misery. Yeah, it's hard to um, pick the vintage. Yeah, yeah like the uh, obviously the O and sixteen one was really bad but they were kind of funny at least like they were they were really inept in a way that I, I enjoyed yeah um and also I don't really watch all that many Browns games right like I'll, right. I'll, I'll watch the big ones I watched this last season once I realized that they were actually good mm-hmm. but like for the most part I kind of grew out of watching them because it just made me feel bad yeah can I ask you can maybe you do this maybe you don't this is the last year on Baker's rookie contract right um I think it's the second to last because they get five years um then he get drafted in 16, 16, 17, 18, I think it was 19, 17. 20. I think it was 17. 17 either drafted. way, it's last year. It's 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 be the fifth year. I don't know if it is. It, we'll, we can look this up, but if it is, either way, you might your Pirates fandom, or I'm sorry, your Browns fandom will be much like my Pirates fandom because I experienced two years of playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you'll You guys made the playoffs last year. You'll make it again this year. And then you'll have to pay Baker Mayfield and you'll never make the playoffs again. So he's... Um, this is his fourth year, so next year will be the fifth. But they get he gets the 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 base salary increase because of the the fifth year deal. Okay, so um, it's the fifth year option. Then yeah. his full extension starts. Yeah, yet, his so. first year was twenty eighteen. Okay, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this year because uh, <laughs> after you have to pay a quarterback, as I can tell you with firsthand knowledge, once you pay a quarterback, it's like in the low teens, you know of. The quarterback rankings, like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger or Baker Mayfield. I fear that uh, I fear that they're headed down a uh, like a Rams path. Yep, Jared Goff. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's and the Rams almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I uh, and Kevin Stefanski is a very similar kind of coach in, in my view of of he can make that kind of guy look pretty good until people realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually make him do something. And yeah, he can't. yeah, yeah. So that's um, I'm certainly not not super pro 
Baker. I think it's funny when he beats the Steelers. I enjoyed that. But. Sure, sure. I go, that's fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, moving on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other ones, there were some really funny late stage Thad Mata teams. Oh, um, yeah. Just, it's insanely shitty. Like, if uh, if people want to go back and look at the 2015 uh, recruiting class, I was talking about that uh, today with somebody else. Is It's, it's um, Mickey Mitchell. Austin Grandstaff, who's a YouTube rapper now, yeah, um, he's like a um, could, have seen, could have seen that coming. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a Jack Harlow knockoff. That's yeah. his, that's his whole thing. Um, Jaquan Lyle, legend, uh, AJ Harris, and then Daniel Giddens. Just five wow. absolutely dog shit players. And what's crazy is if you actually like follow it, uh, you know the worst that matter recruiting classes are basically the best that Chris Holtman's getting. So that's, that's really good too. That's what's that's what's what I really like about this program. Is five five straight Amadeo Della Valles. Oh <laughs> Well, it didn't work great for Thad at the end. So let's offer some more six foot Ohio point guards. I'm sure it'll pan out in a year now. Who needs centers? We won't be playing with any of those. Oh, mean. (laughs) Chris Holtman's a bum. I want to say it on the record for this podcast. (laughs) Chris Holtman is a bum. And uh, either this offseason or next offseason, he will be fired. Okay. Um, And I'm going to be taking over as the head coach. So I'm excited (laughs) to see how I do. Uh, I don't really know much about basketball, but uh, I've watched maybe five NBA. I've watched some YouTube clips. Yeah, Yeah. I've watched maybe five NBA games this year. So I'll, I'll just go off of that. Um, our next question here comes from friend of the show, freak leader, okay. Mr. DJ Burns. Yes. Uh, he did he, make an appearance on this episode after all. Yeah. yeah. He, he asked us, uh, would Quinn Ewers start today if he were enrolled? Presumably he means at Ohio State. Yeah. Um, what is your answer on this, Patrick? Uh, so I think that Quinn starts next season. I, I think he starts as a true freshman. Mm. That is that is the theory that I have long held. Um, today, I don't know about. And it, 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 it's, it's interesting on the whole, not just about Ohio State, but about like 17-year-old quarterbacks, about high school senior quarterbacks, because I don't know, I don't know if that's quite as hard a transition as it used to be, right? Because the offenses are more sophisticated. The, yeah, high the, the offenses, yeah, you're, you're coming in and, you know, the offenses are better in high school and also the offenses are simpler in college. Yes, you know, you don't yes. have to learn how to drop back. Um, you don't have to learn how to do that sort of stuff. And, and for the NFL for that matter. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can kind of go through your entire career and not really have to learn the sort of stuff that guys even 10, 15 years ago had to. So Unless you are Dwayne Haskins and you willfully <laughs> refuse to learn any pass protections, you're basically fine. <laughs> oh, we love that for him. Truly a, 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 a king. Um, but I, I think that... I, I think that Quinn probably could. I think that, that the best high school quarterback in most classes probably could just mm-hmm. because, you know, we've seen freshman quarterbacks succeed more and more frequently. I mean, Spencer Rattler came in. I don't know if he was a freshman, but he was a redshirt freshman and looked pretty good. Um, you know, guys like uh, guys like Justin Fields, who didn't have any starting experience before his time at Ohio State, took over first year, finished third in the Heisman running. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it doesn't seem like and it's that. even quote himself has experience at Georgia. He hands the ball off good as fuck. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does hand the ball off good as fuck. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, like Sam Howell, I think started pretty early on in his career. Freshman, and yeah. I, I wouldn't consider him like a freak of nature or uh, anything Keaton like that. Keaton Slovis beat out J.K. Daniels yeah. as a true freshman. Yeah. 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 J.K. Daniels is pretty goddamn good yeah, in Georgia. I don't think that there's a huge difference between your se- what, you're, what you're learning in your senior year of high school and what you would be, you know, if you're joining your senior year of high school, if you're joining after that senior year, I don't think that that senior year is making a huge difference in your development. The the only concern would be like 
physical ability, right? But if we're assuming that they would get an offseason, I think that, that for the most part, the best quarterback in each class could probably start at, at the majority of schools. And I think that goes double when we're talking about quarterbacks like Ewers, uh, yeah. who, who plays at the highest level of Texas football, or like, for example, Fields and, and Lawrence played at very yeah. high levels of Georgia. A, a, a lot of these... Cali, you know, Florida, yeah. I think Ohio State bumped into this with Fields and, and Clemson with Lawrence. A lot of these guys are kind of maxed out already. <laughs> like, they're not... Like, like Fields is... I think Fields can get better. You I develop, think, right? Yeah, I think Lawrence it, can get better. They're closer to the than they would have been 10 years absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you're sort of getting much closer to a finished product than you would be, you know... A decade yeah, ago. Yeah, a decade yeah, you're, ago. You're not getting Terrell Pryor with, with a throwing motion yeah. that, you know, takes 19 seconds to unwind. Yeah like, yeah, like, I don't think Fields got significantly better at Ohio State. I think he was pretty much always the same guy, which is not to say he was bad. It's just that that's... He was really fucking yeah, good when he got here. sort yeah. of what he was. And part of that's because they work with the same quarterback coaches yeah. as, as the college guys yeah, do. They, and they throw 10,000 balls before they enter college. Yeah, and they, they, they like, go crazy with it. If you look at that uh, quarterback retreat in Southern California, right, they play next to those college quarterbacks. Like, yeah. they're doing the same drills as them from early ages. Um, I, I'm very suspicious of those things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of horseshit to him, of course, but in some ways you just see the way a ball comes off a guy's hand or the way he can hit an out route, even if it's in shorts and a t-shirt. Like, the way, the, the physical ability to throw that ball and how the ball looks getting there, I yeah. think is something to read into. And you still see the touch accuracy on those, like, you know, garbage can throws and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there, It's not football, but it's shows traits that translate to football. And, and football is getting closer to the seven on seven. Like yeah. it, it just is. It, it's like culturally speaking, you obviously have to know how to survive behind an offensive line, but right. the routes are the same. It's it's the same route tree that you're running in seven on seven. It's, yeah. it's Especially if you go to, to a place like Ohio State where Ryan Day is literally just running a seven on seven offense. Yeah. If you go to, you know, a uh, if you go to Texas with Sark, if you, you go to a bunch of these schools, they're you're not, it's not different from what you're doing in high school. I think I told the story on here before, but especially those like South Florida guys, like when Percy Harvin was at Florida, uh, he was with uh, Dan Mullen on the sideline, and uh, Urban was complaining that Percy hadn't gotten the ball that much that game. Yeah. So Percy and Dan and a couple of the other receivers just drew up a play on the sideline <laughs> and ran it because they just all played seven on seven ball together like in high school. They're like, yeah, cool, we'll just pick something up. Oh God. Um, but to answer the question that DJ posed about about Quinn Ewers. Um, I kind of have the middle ground on your take where I think if he were here right now and was in this true four-man competition where none of these guys had thrown a single college pass yet, he would win this year. Okay. However, I do not think he will start next year because I think C.J. Stroud, whether it's Stroud or McCord, it seems like it's going to be Stroud. Yeah. The winner of that battle is going to be very good because they're two very good high school quarterbacks who are playing at a very high level. They played against the competition. We've seen what they've done for a long time. They look like studs, right? Yeah. And whoever, which of them wins it is going to be good. And I think that it's unlikely Ewers will take that job from incumbent, especially when that guy knows, hey, look, it's going to be Stroud. He's going to play this year and yeah. next year he's going to go to the NFL or he's going to have to transfer because Ewers take his job. Year that two. is my theory. Um, <laughs> but if Quinn were here right now and it was just four guys who had not played yet competing for the job, yeah. I, I'd take him to he's, win it. He's the best of the bunch just in terms oh of, my of God, talent. He's, so he's, good. he's a he's a freak. He is like, man, it sucks that we'll only get two years of him to see, in my opinion, to see <laughs> yeah. him here. But, uh, I mean, look, wherever they end up playing, there might be three NFL quarterbacks in Ohio State's uh, either locker room or equipment list right now. Yeah. Between you or Stroud and McCord. Those guys yeah. might all play in the league one day. Yeah, they might all um, be like first-round picks. They're, they're, yeah. They're very, I mean, <laughs> they're very good. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if you – even like a Jack Miller, who I think has had some injury problems, and I hope he is like full strength soon, yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, he might transfer to like you know Gus Malzahn's UCF and just Ooh. light it up. Um, I mean, he's from Arizona. 
Jed Fish probably loves him. <laughs> but, I mean, Jed Fish ran Grant Canell out of town, and he's just better Jack Miller, so I don't know what to say about that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe... maybe uh, We'll see what will happen. We'll see where he goes to play, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot of a lot of good schools out Speaking there. Speaking of Gus Malzahn, we'll have to have Wyatt on at some point because mm. he vehemently disagrees with your take. He thinks he's going to be good. He likes Gus. He thinks Gus is going to be good hmm. at UCF. Well, I'm guess, sort of the middle ground between the two. I guess so. if you like 2009 offenses, you must really like <laughs> Gus Malzahn, he Wyatt. Do, he does. Um, Wyatt, let's talk a little shit next time we see <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, we got another question here from uh, Chenny uh, at Memo Getter who, yes. who says... Um, if there was a second American Civil War and the factions were based on college football fan bases, which, which faction would win the war? You could consider alliances or every school for itself. So, so here's all I conceived of this, right? Yeah. I thought of it as basically like the conferences. I think it's the easiest way to think of it. Okay. Um, I don't know if you did it differently or you did it by like state or by area. Or... I've sort of thought of it kind of like the Civil War. Civil War was obviously geographically based. The Civil I've, War I've, was an American conflict. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I've kind of thought of it culturally. Because um, okay. I think that if there's going to be any sort of second American civil war, it will be culture based, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've kind of thought of this as a as a college football culture because I think that the conferences have distinct cultures, but a lot of them have cultures in common. Um, you know, like the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Twelve kind of have a lot in common. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's there are differences when you when you start to make a clone of a clone, you get to comparing Texas Tech and Clemson. They're not very similar. To quote uh, Gateway Gators, history teaching legend Mark Wallace, uh, there are sectional differences, and you have to be careful how you say that. There you go, yeah. (laughs) Um, But And then the Big Ten and the Pac-12, I think, have a lot in common, too. We've we've talked about this before, too. It's sort of, you know, that focus on Olympic. They have some things in common. They have some things in common. common. I don't think the states as a whole... No, the fans do not. I think if if it's the fans, it's pretty much everyone else against the Pac-12, because all fans are psychopaths except for Pac-12 fans. Yeah. Well, do you want to do it my way or your way? I mean, you can do it your way. That's fine. Okay. Just on the conferences, I think the popular pick is going to be the Big 12, right? People are yeah. like, well, Texas, you know, it's Texas. It has all the guns and yada yada. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a surface level take. It's a yeah. dumb take. The real answer, in my opinion, you got to take the Mountain West here. Okay. They have all of the nuclear silos, they do. first of all, yeah. which they're not going to use, but they'll threaten them. <laughs> um, and if you want to talk about a place that actually has real commitment to, like, you know, fighting the government, yeah. um, we've seen some dudes get after it up there in the Pac-12 territory, <laughs> sorry, the, in the Mountain West territory. Yeah. Uh, they need to bring Idaho Yeah, back. we're going to have a little showdown with Bundy Ranch <laughs> <laughs> uh, between these schools. But um, no, I think my answer is the Mountain West. I think, I think if you want to talk about, like, just... Uh, you know, easy to defend areas, uh, you know, kind of landmass, mm-hmm. uh, weaponry, uh, and just overall conflictability. I'm, yeah. I'm probably taking the Mountain West schools. Could we get they so- also have the Air Force, so. Could we get sort of a situation here? I don't know what war this was. I don't even know if this is a real thing that happened, but where there were um, soldiers trying to march into Russia and they just froze to death. Yeah, um, that's a thing. Okay, uh, can we get kind of that situation? It's called with the, Waterloo. Okay, yeah, <laughs> with the uh, with the Big Ten, where where other conferences are trying to march up into Big Ten yeah, country, you, and they you just never fight a death. land war in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, or you know, you're trying to get up to Syracuse to fight in the ACC. They've all they've all uh, they've 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 holed up up there, and you're just freezing to death. Could the here's the Big Ten's problem? They're almost like the Balkans to me. Where can you even get them all pulling in the same direction? You know what I mean? Like, can yeah. you get Michigan and Ohio on the same page as you get like Minnesota on? Like, I think that's yeah, tough. Like, yeah uh, and you have to get Wisconsin in there too and right. I, Iowa might have some of I mean Iowa's going to have Iowa State in there as well trying yeah. to fight in the other Indiana's direction Indiana's got and, the Klan up yeah. there what are they doing <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be tough um, yeah I, I think I think the Mountain West is a decent answer um, I don't hate the pick of the Sun Belt just because I think mm. that they fight um, 
they fight dirty, right? I think that they're yeah. like climbing up in the trees and you shit. Get some Appalachian gorillas. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think they're climbing in the trees and shit. They've got cannons still somehow. <laughs> I don't know where they got them, but yeah. um, I think that you've got maybe the ten most like hillbilly fan bases in that country in that uh, in that conference. I think something like um, that. The SEC, I don't really think of as as being hillbilly. I think of it as like Oxford kids. The, yeah, the SEC fans are the guys who own car dealerships yeah. in what people in the north and the west think are redneck states. Yeah, They're got, not the actual guys who are doing the redneck yeah, jobs. Yeah, the guy, guys who are like perfectly red and square. Like yes. they, they look like cuts of meat. Yeah. Um, As I, a matter of fact, Ohio State has more redneck fans than Alabama does. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, most Alabama fans are like yacht owners. Like they're, yeah. they're just, they're like, uh, you know, like small. They're guys who live in Dallas. Yeah, they're yeah. like big business tyrants. They're yeah. not even small. Like that's more close, that's closer to like what Ohio State fans are doing is, right. like, you know, they run a restaurant where they just abuse their workers all day, and that's <laughs> their job. Um, but I think that the Sun Belt has the real freaks. I, th- I think that you know, I, I don't think that you're rooting for one of those teams if you're not a if you're not a certified like if you're not willing to kill somebody. Essentially, yeah. I don't think you're rooting for Appalachian or probably State. Have killed somebody. Yeah, you if have you to, you have to get jumped into the Appalachian State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to root for South Alabama and you don't have a teardrop tattoo, it's over for you. Tough, that's that's yeah. it. Come on, you have to have gone through a if prison. If comes through without a teardrop tattoo, it's quiet for him. <laughs> if he comes through with the Davy Crockett musket, Humboldt can like get it. <laughs> App State fan asking homie what set you from like it's Zenny Jardine. <laughs> oh man, um, that's good stuff. Um, any other thoughts on that? No, I think I'm good. I, okay. I, I think that the Sun Belt or the Mountain West, maybe some sort of unholy alliance between the two, yeah, um, forms the uh, the new America, and it's uh, it's just all G5 football, and it's really that's good for me personally. We're vibing. Ooh, G5 versus P5 is also fun to think about. Do you think... I was thinking that the America might have a shot just because they have the Navy. They do have the Navy. But... And I think that Army would ally with them. Uh, you can't do that. They're not in the conference. You can't really? put them in there. Oh, come on. No, no, you can't put them in there. Mm. Um, I think that... I mean, the Navy and the Air Force kind of almost cancel each other out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Especially because, like... What's the, the Navy's gonna? I mean, like Hawaii's in the Mountain West, but just like where half of the Navy's at, and yeah. so like as the other half's in San Diego, so like the Mountain West is just gonna take out their bases, like I mean, yeah, like that. yeah. Um, I think that the Independents are an interesting case too, because you mm-hmm. have Army, you have Catholics, you have Evangelicals, you got the BYU Mormon, you got the Mormons, you've oh, yeah. got you know you've, they've got secret weapon, yeah, you've got the temples. three strongest religions in America. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, I think people will will glom on to Liberty, Notre Dame, and BYU. You've got New Mexico, uh, New Mexico State, state that is, which is just like a true freakland. Yeah, there's yeah. just like a thousand hunters S. Thompson running around oh, yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, big time. Unfortunately, there's also about uh, three thousand George R. R. Martin. Um. <laughs> and that's the whole fan base. Yeah, and we do love them. Um, yeah. So I think the the independence is a is a fun one to make as well. UMass obviously you can get them involved. I don't know what UConn is doing right now. Um, they sure. probably have they probably have muskets, right? Like yeah, UMass sure. fans probably have muskets. They have to. Yeah, I don't know what else you would be doing out there. Um, I mean, they're Patriots fans. They're 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 Celtics fans. Those people are real freaks. They'll yeah. you know they'll die for this. Absolutely. It's true. You just have to say that like um, I don't know who the, who the fuck are those people like um, David Ortiz was overrated or something. Okay. They'll go okay. crazy. They'll go sicko. That's mode. right. Yeah. Um, all right. What's uh, what's next here? 
Um, it's from a friend of the show, Eric Arnold. A lot of uh, friends of the show in here. <laughs> a lot of friends of the show. Hmm. Uh, Eric says, you have to move an FCS team, not named North Dakota State or James Madison, to the FBS level and get them to 500, or at least looking respectable in a few years. Okay. Who do you take and how do you do it? Do you want to go first? I will go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> do I want to? It's a different question altogether. Um, okay. I think you probably want to take somebody in, like, the Mid-South region. Yeah. Um, I, I think I maybe want, like, Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas is Central a, Arkansas is a is school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a region where it's a little under-recruited. You can get a lot of Louisiana guys that just aren't going to other places. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I'm going to take this back. I'm going to take this back. Okay. Um, I'm gonna not even. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Eric's prompt and go way harder. Okay. I'm taking Wisconsin Whitewater from D3. All right. And I'm getting to FBS. In yeah. Three, there's no other. Years. No other competition. That's in the, the thing. There's yeah. no D2 schools in Wisconsin. Yeah. There's. I think maybe there's no FCS schools either. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of the reason why, if you look at this structurally, it's why Wisconsin gets so many great walk-ons. Yeah. And why so many under-recruited players go there, and why Whitewater is so successful mm-hmm. is because. Those schools are recruiting locally. There's just nobody else there. <laughs> yeah, there's guys who otherwise would be going. Like if you Isn't, go, um, there's something. Is it St. Thomas is up there too? It's another. Uh, it's another school in that state. Yeah, yeah but so they're just that's all you know. Good D three schools. Yeah. So if you're not like if you St. Thomas is in Minnesota a, also. Yeah, yeah. But if you'd be a D two player in Ohio, or yeah. you know, there's a million colleges here that are recruiting guys. You might mm-hmm. be playing at Baldwin Wallace or something. Yeah, you try to uh, you try to pull like Youngstown State up. You're not. I mean, you're you're competing with eight right. other schools that are doing the same thing. And Wisconsin's in a weird area; it doesn't get recruited very well either. Like it's just kind of out of the way for everybody. Besides, like you know, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's just a lot of talent that gets overlooked. So I think I can make a living as an FCS team, and eventually, you know, transition my brand to FBS, where I'm hitting. Illinois area. I'm hitting Wisconsin, I'm hitting Minnesota. I'm doing mm-hmm. my strategy. I talked about all the metro areas previously. Yeah. Um, so I'm taking Wisconsin Whitewater and uh, read them and weep. Okay. Um, I've got kind of a almost the exact opposite answer because right. I'm going into a, a talent rich area that has several schools in it already. Um, kind of at this same level, okay. but. My theory is that none of these schools that are trying to do this are very good at it. Um, and so I think you can pop up, and if you're well-coached, and if you know what you're doing, you can eat their lunch and go 6-6 six and six pretty quickly, okay. which was the sort of the goal here. I'm going to pull Kennesaw State up. Ooh, um, okay. You're in Georgia, which is a talent-rich state. Only has four FBS schools right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, really, that's like not that, that many for not, a state not terrible. in Georgia. Yeah. Um, it's not I mean, Alabama has more, and Alabama's less talented than Georgia. Um, Alabama has the same, right? No more. South Alabama, Troy, UAB, Auburn, oh, Alabama. UAB. Damn it. Yeah, Damn it. I always forget UAB. <laughs> um, but you get, you know, you're you're one of, uh, you know, you're you're one of five now, so you, you're even out with Alabama. Um, Georgia State is sort of not really doing all that much, and they mostly recruit Atlanta anyway because they're in Atlanta. Right. Um, Georgia Tech is doing the same thing; they're just recruiting higher level guys in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, Georgia, you're not going to compete with in the first place. Yeah. Um, and matter, and Georgia Southern is sort of fucking up the bag, and also they only recruit triple guys. Yeah. Which Kennesaw State also runs the triple, but I think you don't that have to, you don't have to, and I think that I think that you could. I think you could still win if you right. do that because Georgia Southern is not doing an amazing job right now. Um, but I think that you can. I think there's talent in that area that you can pluck that is. You know, right now, maybe going to some of the other schools in the Sun Belt, some of the other schools in the CUSA. Um, maybe they're migrating over to UAB. Maybe they're going to South Alabama. Maybe they're going to Troy. Maybe they're, you know, heading over to like Coastal Carolina in the in the Carolina region. Um, 
Maybe they're going down to Florida playing for FAU, FIU, schools like that. And I think there are guys in that region that you could get if you're a, a, a Georgia G5 school that focuses specifically on going into the nowhere parts of Georgia, right? Um, I think you can build a program on that. Georgia Southern did it for years. They're, they're struggling right now with a with a uh, kind of a weird staff. But yeah. I think you can go six and six with this very, very quickly. And it's also, I mean, like Atlanta's a major airport too that it's so easy to get kids to visit you for yeah. movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like not even to mention how close like Nashville and Chattanooga and Knoxville and Charlotte and, and everywhere else is. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like, the amount of talent you have in a five-hour drive is unbelievable. Yeah, it is like stunning. Yeah, and and Kennesaw is is not. It's um, if memory serves, not super close to Atlanta. Right? No, it's pretty close. Is it? Yeah, it's like right outside of Atlanta. That's right. Okay, yeah, it's it's by Marietta. So yeah, you're yeah. you're in a you're in a pretty good spot then. Yeah, you're in a plum area. Yeah, because you're pretty much right in the middle of the state. You're you're a little bit northwest. Um, yeah. yeah, northwest. But Kennesaw is famously where Justin Fields played as well. Yeah, you yeah. can you can head over to Alabama very easily. You can get right up into Tennessee. Um, Mississippi is not super far. Even Kentucky is not super far. I think I think that you're in a really good spot if you're in Kennesaw yeah. and. You really don't even need to wade down into Florida all that much because mm-hmm. that's you're probably not going to be able to get a ton of guys there anyway because there right. are so many schools there. But I think that the Deep South does have regions of talent that are kind of untapped right now. You know, like when you see the occasional like three star Alabama kid pop up at like Toledo, and you're like, what the fuck happened? Here? Yeah, dude. How, how did this guy end up here? And I think it's because there's not really a school that is trying to get those guys right now. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, cool. We move on to our next question. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, we have uh, Azzy Watt again. Yep. Uh, he said, uh, thoughts on Rutgers under Shiano? Um, so, uh, I, I guess where I'm at here is Greg Shiano and Mike Loxley uh, need to be, and Tom Allen for that matter, um, need to be in Kevin Warren's office every day begging to get rid of divisions immediately. Yeah. Because those are, of the seven teams in the Big Ten East, they are, uh, you know, seven of the most nine talented in the conference, or not, not, seven of the most ten talented in the conference, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to terrible draw by having to play Ohio State and Indiana and, you know, to some extent Michigan and Penn State every single yep. year. It's backbreaking for them, dude. Like, But, but he is building a level of talent that is... Getting back to where he had it at when it was the Big East, right? Like, yeah, it's getting like pretty good. Like his, yeah, he's they, got they, he's uh, got some top, recruit, like, yeah, he's got some top one hundred kids in this class. Yeah, I mean, like, and he's doing really well in twenty three. Yeah, and not like. even just New Jersey guys. Like, I think the top one hundred quarterbacks from Tennessee. <laughs> he's from Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's it's an impressive pool, and I mean, like, will that commitment stick? We don't know. It's early, right? Yeah. But like, he's doing well in the transfer market. He's hunting them pretty well. You know, he's he's doing pretty well in terms, of, like you said, you know, getting Jersey talent, getting talent outside of Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's accumulating talent, but. He's never going to accumulate more talent than Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State. Mm-hmm. He can coach better than those guys, mm-hmm. right? Maybe mm-hmm. he can I mean, hire. He can hire. He assistants. did last year. He can hire assistants better than those yeah, guys. Yeah, fair enough. He fair enough. personally cannot. Want. Yeah, he personally but, cannot. But that's, that's irrelevant to the point, yeah. right? I mean, if he's hiring the assistant, that's his coaching yeah, job too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he needs to get rid of the divisions. That's his only path forward. Like otherwise, yeah. you're going to tap out at like seven and five or six and six the way Maryland has. But they have yeah. good teams. My my thoughts on Shiano are essentially, um, I think he's a very impressive recruiter. I, I think that yeah. he is. I think he's very good at recruiting in that area specifically. Um, I, I think he's probably the best possible person to be recruiting at Rutgers. I don't know if anybody can do better than him. The best guy for that job, period, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Um, but I, I think that 
he will run into there the same thing that he ran into when he had the most talented defense in the country a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. His system doesn't work on defense anymore. In this modern game, it just doesn't. And his defensive coordinator has tried to... I don't know the guy's name. I know that he hired two young guys. Um, they've tried to modernize it as best they can. I don't think he's going to go away from man defense enough to the point where it can catch up, especially because... It didn't work when he did when he had the most talented defense that he's ever had. Yeah. It's not going to work when you have the eighth most talented defense in the Big Ten. Right. Um, you have to have talented cornerbacks if you're going to do man against RPOs, and he doesn't, at least not to the extent that he would need to. So I think that he is a perfect transition for the time that Rutgers is in. They needed to build that talent base back up. They needed to reestablish itself in New Jersey. Um I think that he's very good at that. I think he will do that. I think he's already doing that. I think that in 2023, he needs to step down and hand it off to Sean Gleason, and he needs to become the GM or director of player personnel at Rutgers. That one, I mean, you think you want him to be basically uh, Barry Alvarez? Yeah, I want him to be Barry Alvarez. I, I want him, it doesn't even, not, not as an athletic director. I want him to be the guy who directs recruiting. I want that to be his job. Um, I don't want him to be the head coach. I want him to pass it off to Sean Gleason, and I want him to coordinate all of their recruiting efforts. I think he'd be really good at it. He's already good at it. Yeah, I, I think he would like it. <laughs> but he, if he's not the face of the program, his recruiting won't have as much I impact. think he could be. I think he could still be the face I, of the program. I don't program. think if you're like the assistant, you can't be the face of the program. I think if you're the GM, you can be, if you brand it as that. I think in that case, you have to be an AD. You, you, you can't be the GM if you're not the AD. I don't know if that's true. I, I uh, where's this? Where's the system happening anywhere else? Is it be, it'd be the first one? I just think it's hard to like. I think Van, I think this. That. I think this is the exact role that Vanderbilt has Barton Simmons doing. You think, think Barton Simmons is more important? than No, Clark but Lee? I think they have him designated as a GM. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Barton yeah. Simmons works for Clark Lee. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying you lean into it even more. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Is that you? Your face of the program is not your head coach. It is your GM. Fair enough. And I think that Shiano could do that. And now he doesn't have to coach. He can only he just recruits. Yeah, and he can still help. High assistants, he can still give guidance, and Sean Gleason is just his his director of in-game coaching, right? <laughs> his funny. his yeah. director of of uh, you know strategy and yeah. things like that. And Shiano can just focus on recruiting. I think he'd be really good at, it and I think he would like it. <laughs> I think he I don't know if he'd ever grow up the power though. I think that's the problem for guys like yeah. this. They just don't have that mindset. You, you would have to sell it. You would yeah. really have to sell it to him. But I I mean he's getting up there. He's he's going to be in his sixties pretty soon. I think he's like fifty six, fifty seven right Sounds now. Right. Um, I don't think he wants to leave Rutgers. It seems like he likes Rutgers. I don't. I don't think he wants another job after this one. Um, and I don't think he's going to be able to get over the six and six hump because of his own defense. So the, the thing that I do here is I put him in that GM role. He gets to stay in Rutgers. He gets to be the guy who builds up the program and someone else can run his program better than he could. Here's my question for you. If they did get road divisions. Yeah. Could Rutgers go eight and four one year? I think they could. It really depends on the draw. It depends on the it's, draw. It, yeah. You'd have to get a very friendly draw. Yeah. Where I mean, like you don't play any teams that have any good receivers. If you only play two of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. Yeah. You can go in for. Indiana. Yeah, Indiana for now. Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana until Tom Allen, you know, kills somebody. Yeah. Uh, 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 we're going to lose our Indiana friends. <laughs> I mean, Tom Allen's not a good dude. He's going to wear out his welcome eventually. Oh, come on. I like Tom Allen. Uh, he stabbed Kevin Wilson in the back. I don't of, care. A lot of people, yeah, but I mean, I, I know we don't care, but like, I don't know. If you're that kind of behavior on the program, eventually people are going to sour on you. I guess. I don't. We'll I see. We'll Personally, see. I support stabbing Kevin Wilson in the back. Fair in enough. all contexts. I like Kevin Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, any other thoughts on records you'd like to go through? Um, no. GM Greg Schiano. That's my final thought on hmm, the matter. Okay. I, I think it would work. Um, all right. We got another one here from... As it Parker. loads. Yeah, from Parker. Um, 
he says, uh, really Big Ten heavy here. I think we got one more on the Big Ten after this, maybe two. Wow. Um, <laughs> which is fun because we're, we're day, go Bucks. Yeah, we're, we're coming up on a Big Ten preview pretty soon here, a couple weeks from now. Um, maybe yeah, after, maybe, maybe after, sometime July. Yeah. yeah, after the ACC, maybe. I don't know if you want to put uh, we'll, it. We'll, get, we'll talk about Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so he says here, how can <laughs> Purdue avoid being terrible this year? Um, so we can we can answer that one first, and then we'll get to yeah, the second you, part you of You have question. your take here. I'll let you get, your, get this off your chest. <sighs> I mean, they can't. I, I don't think. Um, David Bell's really good. I, I like David Bell. Um, I like the other uh, Milton Wright, too. I like yeah, him as well. Yeah, he's good. They have good receivers. It's just that they don't have a quarterback to they throw to him. They have the younger Carl Loftus, too, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's good. But yeah. it, it's just, they have this they have this individual talent. They just are not a full team. By Dude, how means. are they not one of the schools hitting the quarterback transfer market successfully? I don't know. You have so many good <laughs> receivers to throw to. It's like all you've recruited. Alan Bowman went to Michigan to be Didn't a backup. Didn't someone just transfer there, too? Didn't like they have just have, like, uh, a... Oh, let me look. One of, the, like one of the guys who went to Kentucky or Nebraska or something. Didn't... Uh, what was it? Uh... Uh, the dude from Nebraska, um, McCaffrey? No, no, no. The the guy, um, shit, Wondell Robinson. Where he transferred oh, to? Oh, I think I think Kentucky? he went to, I, I think he went to Louisville. Okay. Um, well, they were in the game for him. I'm yeah. Gonna, uh, yeah, but look, I mean, like you have all this receiver talent, and skill talent in general. Um, they've pulled uh, seven transfers. Wondell Robinson is now Kentucky. Yeah, they, they. Okay, so it is. It is Kentucky. They've pulled seven transfers. About half and half from G five to P and, and and P five. The answer to avoid being terrible is just get a fucking quarterback, dude. Like, you yeah. got a bad quarterback every year there, and like, it's how anything else in football works. If you have a shitty quarterback, you're not going to win games. Yeah, boy, it is. Um, have you seen Jeff Brom's recruiting rankings as of late? Uh, not good. <laughs> so, um, this is a fun way to mirror his 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 time at Purdue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 2018, which I believe was his first full class, uh, 52nd, 2019, 25th, um. 2020, 32nd, 2021, 77th. Nice little parabola he's going there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah they they got uh they got the younger brother of of uh, George Karloff, just Yanni, who's seemingly not as good. Um, and that's it. That's their entire class, pretty much. It's it's him and then a whole bunch of three stars that don't have rankings. Mm, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, go out and get a transfer quarterback. I guess hope dude, that you, yeah, you should have done it already. Like, there's so yeah, many guys the, out in the market. Yeah, go tamper with Jack Miller. Yeah, <laughs> so that's my that's my yeah, honest why advice. Why isn't Grant Gannell coming to play for you instead yeah. of going to what, Memphis? Or like I, I mentioned him earlier, why is Alan Bowman going to be a backup at Michigan and yeah. not going to start at Purdue? That doesn't make dude, any sense. Why is yeah. Tyler Shuck going to play for a fucking one in eleven Texas Tech yeah. team? It, why is, why did Phil Dracovic go all the way up to Boston College yeah. instead of coming to play for you like right next door? We're here. Yeah, it, it seems like Jeff Brom can't identify quarterback talent, um, which is funny because you know this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the rest of the skill talent there is not terrible. Like they can't really run the ball, and the line kind of sucks. But yeah. the receivers are good. So I guess our answer here is uh, David Bell has a Jamar Chase style <laughs> season, or he's just like clearly the best player in the field every single week. Yeah. If he does what Rashad Bateman did for Minnesota a couple years ago, yeah. where Bateman just went up and got every ball, and then Milton Wright would be the... Who was the other receiver they had that year? Oh. The other big dude, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It doesn't he, really matter. He also got drafted. I yeah, don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He was a later round pick, and he wasn't as good as Bateman in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, Milton Wright's was it, that was guy. Was it Tyler is, Johnson? It's Tyler Johnson. Yeah. I did like him a lot coming out. He went to the Bu- Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like He's like him. their fourth receiver. Yeah, I like him. Um, you know, if, if you have Milton Wright play the Tyler Johnson role. Your offense now becomes, you know, if someone is, you know, Tanner Morgan's not good. He's yeah. like bad to mediocre. Yeah. But he just chucks the ball off for 50 balls and your guy goes and gets it. I, I would also hire Kirk Scirocco, 
who yeah, sure. coordinated that exact offense at Minnesota and yeah. knows how to do it with really good receivers. Hard to do, though, to be no, fair. it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard. But Mike Sanford couldn't do it last year. Yeah. He he fucked Honestly, up. Honestly, Penn State kind of did it this year with Jahan Dotson and yeah. uh, uh, Wheeler. Penn State did it the entire time. Morehead was there. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of Penn, throw, Penn State's all they've yeah, ever just, done. Just actually, throw the ball down the field and yeah, have it was better Mitch receivers. Sorley's whole thing. It's what yeah. Sorley did in that game. He and, came in for Lamar Jackson, yeah. and Lamar Jackson was shitty in the locker and, room. And you can be. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. Yes, I believe that was against my beloved Browns, and then Lamar. Came back and fucking won the game. It oh, was like yeah. it was like the fifty. It was like the fifty six forty nine game or something. It was a blast to watch. Yeah, it was, was just, really fun to watch. I was so sad after. Yeah, <laughs> um, but there was a lot of shipping talk in our group DM that day. Yeah, uh, I wonder who was doing all that. Um, no, I know. <laughs> famous Ravens fan. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I think that. And that is a skill, being able to do that as a quarterback. Those back shoulder throws are not easy to do. You have to learn them. Yeah, it's but just, it's not it's even not, back shoulder, though, dude. They're just no, yeah, like sometimes just they're throwing it up. Ball. I'll say McSorley was an artist with it at the end of his yeah. career. He knew exactly where to put those things. He just didn't have a good arm. Yeah. Um, but he was putting them in the right place, which is like a – that's a Mike Leach thing, is the, yeah. the back shoulder fade throws. Um, Hell, why aren't you getting Jaden Delora if they have Jarek Warantano yeah, now? Seriously. Tom, we won't suspend you. Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, go get an air raid guy. You don't care if you get a DUI. That's yeah, fine. get another the, one. Have fun they, with it. <laughs> that's the that's the weird thing with the Brom tenure is that he keeps recruiting non air raid quarterbacks for what he Goofy. very obviously wants to be an air raid system. Goofy. He wants to run the air raid. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't just do it. Like you. So our final answer here is get a fucking quarterback. Yeah, get a quarterback. Stop Otherwise recruiting. Yeah. Stop recruiting prototype guys. You don't need them. Yep. You can go get a three star freak from the middle of nowhere. Stop playing Northwestern. Beat you for transfer quarterbacks. <laughs> like. Yeah, Illinois I, is getting that five-star kid from uh, Brandon Peters transferred to yeah, Illinois, right? Like, yeah, why are you losing to Illinois Northwestern in the recruiting market? You have actually have good receivers. Yeah, you can sell an air raid, which will yeah. get guys to the NFL. Pat Patrick only wants to throw the ball twelve times a game. You're going to yeah. get ten attempts a game and try to I, make it to the league off that? Come I, on. I think that the issue Come is that on. I think the issue is that Jeff Brom can't recruit, yeah. and and so he they're sort of just fucked because of that. Um, Parker has a second question here yes. in this. Uh, so he says also if five if all five of the bottom halves of the P five played each other, who comes out with the best record? So essentially, which conference has the best bad teams? Um, it's the SEC. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's the SEC. It's the most talented. Yeah. Um, and none of the... The coaching is not going to be good in any of these places, so right. I don't think it's going to separate you a ton. Um, I do think that the the worst teams in the SEC are probably the worst coach teams in football. Um, because the talent level is much higher. Yeah, and you really shouldn't fuck it up as bad as they do. Like, South Carolina being as bad as it has been in the last couple of years is really a testament to how shitty Will Muschamp is as yeah. a coach. Because um, they, have, they have fucking four stars on their roster. There's right. no reason to go, like, 0-12 <laughs> As, as like Vanderbilt. I do think we can safely say though the bottom half of the ACC is so much worse than any other conference. Yeah, the Power Five conferences. That's I fair. Yeah, because the Pac-12 has like one really bad team, and that's that's about yeah. it. The Big Ten has what two or three really bad teams any given year. I think Michigan uh, I mean, State. You, you hate Purdue a lot. Yeah, I think Michigan State's going to be awful. But Michigan State would. I mean, dog walk Wake Forest or yeah. Duke this year. Well, even. probably Duke. Maybe not Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest has a capable. We'll get to it. We'll get. This is. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. not give away the game. This yeah. Game, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the ACC is just really, really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that probably. I think it's probably the SEC just on talent. Um, the Big Twelve has a. a decent case Kansas and Texas Tech are awful but like yeah. TCU is not a terrible team and that's in the bottom half of its mm. conference um, it's bad they also it, have fewer teams so I guess that yeah, helps yeah so f- the, the sixth worst team is like Texas <laughs> yeah yeah um I don't know. I mean, I think the Big Ten is probably second if I had to just pick I mean, it's Big Ten or Pac-12 is probably second I think yeah. um, in my opinion at least I don't know but I think that uh, in the bottom half of the Big Ten you've got 
uh, you've got uh, Rutgers and Maryland for sure. Yeah, which are just pretty talented football teams. Yeah. You've got uh, you probably got Illinois in there, which is shitty. Yeah, Illinois, Purdue, Michigan State, Minnesota, maybe. Mm, yeah, I guess Minnesota, Nebraska. Yeah, I mean that's that can play with any one of the Pac-12, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah probably not that good actually. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, it's, I, I think, think Pac-12 second for me. I think it's I think it's probably SEC, Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10, ACC for me in that order. I would, yeah, I'd have to look at the Big 12 and Big 10 more closely. We'll yeah, figure out some of the previews. Yeah, because Big 12, you'd have, what, Kansas and Texas Tech, which is bad, but you'd yeah. have Kansas State down there, who's not terrible. Right. Um, probably Texas or TCU, which isn't terrible, and Baylor. Um, Baylor's not good, but I I, um, I don't know. The SEC I, would have true, truly awful teams in South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Yeah. And then There's Mississippi really, State is pretty bad yeah. under Mike Leach so far. Yeah, but uh, outside of that, I really don't think you're finding a ton of, like... I, I think Arkansas old, I think, and, and, and Missouri are in there. It too, would, neither of which were like bad last year. I thought both yeah, were Missouri's interesting. Not Arkansas. Mark, yeah. Arkansas was kind of shitty. Yeah, Ole Miss, Ole Miss is probably in there, and I think they're legitimately capable, at least, if nothing Ole else. Ole Miss is probably the best team in the bottom half. Of I guess conferences. Tennessee would be down there. Oh, oh, they suck. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're terrible. Dude, actually, is it the S? I don't know. And really, maybe the Pac-12, dude. Yeah, it might the be. The Pac-12 is just so flat as a conference. Yeah, like, you have two or three teams that are good, and like one yeah, or two teams that are bad. I mean, if UCLA is in your bottom half, you're not in a bad spot. If we're this going off of... Not. Well, no, this year they're not, but if we're going off of like last year. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let's see the Pac-12 is my answer. Okay, yeah, because Oregon State's not terrible, and, and they're again, like second worst. Yeah. If I were the sports president, I would be saying these matchups for you, Parker. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> there, there that'll be ten bucks. Yeah, there we go. All right, what's uh, what's next here? Okay, we got our boy Lee. Okay, uh, shout to Lee Trask, who has uh, kicked my ass in fantasy football the last couple years. All right, Kyle's dad. Uh, that's right, Kyle's dad. <laughs> um, Lee asks us if you could lead one team to a national title, who would it be and why? I mean, you know my answer. Yeah. Do you do you want to say? Do you want to wallow in your shame here? <clears throat> Go Bucks! <laughs> Unreal. Um, God, I have so many answers for this. I have so many teams that I would like to see. You gotta pick one. I have to pick one. I think that my my the move is to do it out of spite, essentially, okay. uh, for the people that I interact with most. Um, mm. I'm taking Cincinnati to the national title. That'd be fun. I, I, I think I'm I think I'm winning a championship at Cincinnati so that I can watch a full off season of Ohio State message boards just just going nuts. Pe- people posting live streams of them killing themselves. <laughs> Come like on. <laughs> um, who would you lead to an FCS title? <coughs> oh man. Um. I like Youngstown State. I think it's a fun program. Okay. I, I think it's. A, I, I think it has no business being good ever. Like yeah. it's, it's deeply stupid that it was good for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, I'm taking those Duquesne Dukes, baby. Yeah, we like Duquesne. Um, yeah. I like Austin P. I wish that they didn't have Brian Snead on their team, but I, yeah. I like. Uh, I like their whole thing. Dude, I, I think saw it's... some freak Ohio State fans on Twitter being like, I don't know if you saw. He was back in town. Yeah, this I week did with, see like, that. With uh, Seven Banks, maybe doing some kind of uh, charity. Thing. Yeah, and then they started posting all those graphics of the news things that we talked about last. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was just like, uh, people on the board's like, oh, it's nice to see that great young man back in town. Like, yeah. he was so wrongly like, persecuted. Right? Like, <laughs> you don't even, first of all, you haven't even read the case. Like, yeah, you know, for, like, for reference, Brian Sneed was kicked out of Ohio State for rape. Um, alleged, sex, alleged sexual assault, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, the, the woman who was the victim, the, uh, you know, alleged victim, uh, chose not to press charge of talking. She initially told the cops she wanted to press charges and then yeah. spoke to them a second time and just changed her mind. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of factors go into that. Of course, it could be the pressures of you know what it's like to actually accuse an Ohio State player <laughs> at trial, and yeah. which is horrible to say. But um, you know, 
obviously like this was reviewed in a sealed document by like the Ohio State system and it yeah. chose to dismiss him which uh, doesn't happen very lightly you know, I mean they open themselves yeah. up to a lot of lawsuits if you just dismiss someone you know willy nilly so to speak like uh, there's a reason he's off campus yeah yeah exactly same people the same people like fucking make up stuff about Torrance Gibson and said oh he just you know someone who he didn't want to hook up with told them that you know mm-hmm. they whatever happened and so former Ohio State receivers coaches are the, are yeah, the people yeah. Really. people just lie about the shit because there's no they'll never unseal the documents so yeah. you can't actually prove what did or didn't happen you can just say whatever you want and it's, it's actually really fucking disgusting and gross yeah, people do yeah, this shit yeah uh, I'm sure this happens everywhere too. Yeah, it, it has sure, happened yeah. everywhere yeah but it's really frustrating to see just fans it's just like political culture war shit coming yeah. into college football fandom it sucks anyway yeah. sorry Lee my bad yeah. um um, yeah, I've got Ohio State, and I've got uh, uh, I've got the Duquesne Dukes. Yeah, I think Duquesne's a fun pick. Um, I'm trying to think. I think Idaho would be fun. Uh, oh, that would be cool. at the at the FCS level. They've got that fun stadium. Um, you see, celebrate at the Bundy Ranch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, what was the one that uh, that a bunch of people died at? Ruby Ridge. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could yeah. celebrate up there too. Like, a few people died. Yeah, yeah. A few a people kids. died. A yeah, the FBI kids. shot some children. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> hmm. I got some takes on that. <laughs> I'll save for the podcast. <laughs> you think it's good? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to get myself in any yeah, trouble. I, I think uh, I think UC Davis would be cool. They also have a fun stadium. Mm. Um, a lot of those California schools. I don't know if Pepperdine. UC Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah I don't Indiana know. If, I don't know if Pepperdine has a football program but that would be fun um i used to always play as them in uh in the NCAA basketball games yeah. when i was like 10 years old yeah. because uh zoe 101 was filmed <laughs> and, I was a huge fan of that show. Uh, and now uh jamie lynn spear is in the news for some bad reasons ah. right now you've been following this, the britney spears story at all sort of that she's like actively involved in the conservatory conservative yeah. ship or something like that yeah well bad news bad yeah. news bear slip anyway we're getting kind of off the rails yeah here. um yeah my, never do that my pick is probably cincinnati or like app state just because of my weird affinity for boone sure. um i like boone i I think it'd be fun to live there. Um, Is that your affinity for Poon? No, Boone. Oh, okay. Boone. <laughs> it's a different podcast. Uh. Um, all right, we've got another one here from Ben. Um, ben asks, I think I think he might have asked this a while ago when we missed it. He says, I'll re-up, right, my, yeah, I, I'll re-up my request for you to swap any two coaches in college football. Um, he says, can't wait for Scott Frost Day in West Point. Um, Would you like to go first? Or? Um... The the one that immediately pops into my mind is I think I think it's I think it does involve Scott Frost because um, I think he's a really good G five coach. Okay, that's my long held theory on on Scott Frost is that he can win if no one is looking at him, um, and if he doesn't have to recruit, <laughs> he can just sort of build up talent through being in a place that has talent where no one else is recruiting. Yeah. like UCF is going to get three star guys from Florida just because that's what they do. Um, I think you trade him and Jamie Chadwell, and both programs end up being pretty pretty well off from it um i think he could win at coastal carolina you don't have to do a ton of recruiting he could run his his system as he wants to as he did at ucf um and i think that nebraska needs to run the triple because that's the only thing that's ever worked there and it's the only thing that will ever work there and they can brand it as that they can say we're bringing back the triple in a modern in a modern way with a coach who is unabashedly running it um not like this scott frost bullshit where he's kind of running it but he's afraid to admit it so they yeah. saw they say it's spread um run the triple out of the spread you can just do it it's easy it mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't seem like it's that hard to do um and jamie yeah, you run Ch- the quarterback every rep anyway like what's the yeah, matter yeah uh, it, it doesn't seem that hard so um jamie chadwell to nebraska scott frost to chant to uh coastal carolina i don't think that coastal carolina is super pleased with this immediately but i do think that he wins there in the long run um and he probably doesn't leave right away which jamie chad was going to yeah I think I'd like to swap uh, Brian Harson and Gus Melzahn. 
Uh, what goes back at Auburn? No. Um, you know, I was thinking about this, and I was kind of struggling to come up with a good answer. I really wasn't sure um, who I'd end up picking. I, I think what I'd like to do is swap uh, Pat Narduzzi with Luke Fickle. Okay. I want Luke Fickle in a Power 5 conference. Oh, man. And he, he would, would be... He would, he would win it. the Coastal in two years. Yes, and, he would and, kill it. Yeah, at Pitt. Um, he recruited Pittsburgh when he was at Ohio State. He obviously yeah. recruits Ohio excellently. He's a really good recruiter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's very good at it. He, he actually builds a defense that's good instead of Pat Narduzzi, you know, being all about defense but being bad at it. Mm. Um, mm. You know, mm. and not really being nearly the guru he's perceived as. We will discuss this next, um, next week. As well as him always hiring the worst fucking offensive coordinators in America. That one's true. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Not, a big, Fickle, Mark, yeah. not a big Mark Whipple head Luke over Fickle's quarterback would not be running in signs from the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need from, to send in a new receiver so line. that they get the play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Narduzzi uh, belongs to the G5 level. He's not good enough to be a P5 coach. Yeah. Um, he certainly isn't going to win at Pitt. Okay. Um, he's going to tap out at like 7-5 and five like he does every single year. Um, Boring-ass, annoying coach who makes bad in-game decisions and limits his players. Um, he also just lives in a town, you know, coaches in a town that is producing like five to seven D1 defensive backs every single year. Yeah. And it's just not developing them at all. Yeah. He's just, he's just not putting these guys in the league whatsoever. He's not even getting half of them. Yeah, fucking up with the bag with, uh, what was it, Damar Hamlin? Damar uh, Hamlin. That's disgraceful. Ford, what was it? Uh, Rains, was a white, Lamont Wade. Was it Jordan Whitehead was Jordan out there Whitehead, too? Jordan yeah. Whitehead. Uh, Robert Foster in Alabama's from there. Could have been an excellent corner instead of a mediocre receiver. Disgraceful. Um, uh, Malik Hooker is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I have Malik Hooker. God, he rocked. Uh, he was yeah, so fucking I mean, cool. Uh, there was another safety at the Penn State that played up there, which I guess that you can't fault him too much for. Yeah. Um, there's guys all over the all over the fucking city that he's yeah. just always, you know he's not going to get Ronnie Gallagher, he's not going to get Tamia Robinson, and they're not going to go there. Uh, he's just a dum dum. I mean, yeah. What else can you say? He's a dum dum. Yeah. Bad I, coach. I've got another one here. Go ahead. That I'm so excited about. I as soon as it hit my brain, it it was just like a shock wave of dopamine in my entire oh, body. No. Jim Harbaugh for Chip Kelly. Everyone would be better off if that happened. And then you've got Ryan Day has to coach against Chip Kelly. He'd kick his ass. He'd kick his ass, yeah. but he has to do it. You want to talk about a guy who already struggles with recruiting his own state? Like Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> the only man in college football whiter than Jim Harbaugh is yeah. Chip Kelly. Yeah. Like, good luck with Chip Kelly recruiting Detroit. You know oh, no, I mean? he's not. He's just not going to. He yeah. just won't go there. He's, yeah. he's just going to land a bunch of three stars, but he can actually do something with them. Yeah. Um, and I think Jim Harbaugh is much better in. California than he is in Michigan. Here's another good one here. Just to swap uh, people who were, should be the recruiting at, swap Jim Harbaugh with Jeff Halfley. Okay. Jeff Halfley would actually try, try to win at Michigan. This one might actually happen. <laughs> it might, yeah. And Jim Harbaugh just wants to recruit the Northeast anyway. Yeah. wants to recruit in Connecticut, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, he just likes to hang out up there. Yeah, let him go up there. Let him go get a house in the vineyard and, yeah, you know, whatever. suck. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Um, yeah, who cares about what Boston College is doing? What if, um, what if we swapped David Shaw and Jim Harbaugh? Okay, yeah. I, I, um... They'd both be bad still. <laughs> so it seems like you're not trying to help out Michigan a whole lot here. It's weird, yeah. It must have been an accident. Funniest uh, culture clash, I think, is Jim Harbaugh for Lane Kiffin, followed closely oh, by Jim Harbaugh for Mike Leach. <laughs> if you swap I James th- Franklin and Lane Kiffin, who wins faster? Oh, it's God. Lane Kiffin so much faster. <laughs> I think Lane wins a title. <laughs> Man, yeah. Um, Jim, I I think the issue with Jim Harbaugh and Mike Leach is that the Michigan war dads probably like him, right? They probably end up liking Leach. But if you bring Kiffin up there, those people will fucking hate him. They ran Richrod out of town for being a a, a deviant. Yeah. (laughs) 
Who do they need to get? Who's the most straight-laced man in college football that's available? Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is Jim Harbaugh. Um, Mike Gundy in Michigan, that'd be really funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the reddest neck in college football. Yes. Going up there would be oh, great. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's time to bring him home. <laughs> yeah, you can say you can sell that he's off the Les Miles tree. He know he's oh, a Michigan wow. man. <laughs> it's true. Um, is anybody else? I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of is out there. Dan Dan Mullen at Michigan would be funny. Dan Mullen. <laughs> Jim Marble at Florida would also be really funny. Um, Will Muschamp at Michigan. Yes. That'd be great. Oh, dude, those, those the administrators would love him. He's a football guy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, we finally, they'd start deploying Bagman in Detroit finally, as you oh, need to do. It's about time. Yeah. 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 And RoboCops. <laughs> RoboCops. Stop deploying Bagman and RoboCops in Detroit. What if you just swap uh, uh, Brian Kelly and, and uh, James Franklin? Nothing would change. Yeah, I think it'd be about the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they both go 10-2 and two every year anyway. Yeah. I think you'd be probably roughly there. Yeah. Um, Penn State, yeah, neither one would have a quarterback. Neither one would be able to uh, get over the hump because of it. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next question here comes from Gucci Grimace. We love Gucci Grimace. Uh, yeah, should I wear cream or crimson when attending the Rose Bowl? He's an Indiana fan, hmm. uh, for <laughs> for reference here. Uh, is the Rose Bowl even a playoff bowl this year? I don't think so. I think he's saying the actual Rose Bowl. I think, oh, it, was, okay, okay. I think it was one last year. Um Cream looks cooler. Yeah, I, I like I like the uh, the cream pants. You could wear the the pinstripes, or I guess that's not the call. The candy the stri- overall thing yeah, the candy stripes. You candy could wear you could wear some overalls. of those bad boys. Um, um, what kind of shoes you rock with? Could you reply to this. What kind of shoes you'd be wearing? That's uh, gonna get to make the fit. Cowboy boots. Okay, now <laughs> full, we're, now we're talking full on cowboy it's boots. Nice supple cream leather Dude, cowboy yes. boots. You've got hide. you've got nothing on under the overalls. Oh, so it's yeah. just the overalls and then a cowboy hat. And the boots. Yeah, like a leather cream cowboy hat. Yeah, it's gotta be the cowhide look. You get the cowhide going. Yes, I think uh, you're looking like a like a king. And his real that. question here is also you gotta get jacked with some tattoos for you that. Yeah, if you're and, not, I don't know yeah. what you look like. I I think he's jacked. I don't know. Okay. Um, cool. I also I think that there's a decent chance that Indiana does actually go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, if it yeah, goes I mean, to the best, yeah, if it goes to the best non-playoff Big Ten team, yeah, I mean, sure. it's I mean, either them or Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's probably going to be nine to three. Yeah, but is it automatically go to the team that loses the conference title, or how does that work? I don't know. It's just a higher rank, maybe. Um, didn't Penn State go a couple years ago from the East when Ohio State was in the playoff? I guess they won the conference. They won the conference. <laughs> that was though, such yeah. a stupid year. Yeah, maybe we have to have that happen again. I don't, I don't know the rules on this, but yeah, you got a shot for it, man. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah, Indiana. Lo- here's how we do it: Indiana loses to Cincinnati, beats Ohio State, wins the Big Ten championship. Ohio State goes to the playoff. Indiana goes to the Rose Bowl. Cool. That's okay. how we do it. I'm in. All right. Um, also, here's another question: Is who is the coolest player in the Big Ten that hasn't gone mainstream yet? I think you might be able to answer this better than I can because you know the recruits a little bit more. Okay. Um, because I. Man, I, I'm I I'm lost for a, an immediate answer here. I, I think that I think Taiwan Mullen is mainstream. I don't think I can give that as my answer. He's underrated. Yeah, pretty much all of the Indiana players are yeah. mainstream. Yeah, he's underrated because he was picked somehow below Sean Wade and everything. But um, he's really good. But I think he is mainstream. Um, Northwestern has that running back. Um, give me one second. Is it here. Drake Anderson? It's not. Okay. Um, uh, I'm working on this. We're talking. We're vamping. Yeah, we're, we're vamping. We're talking, and we're having uh, a good time. We're just having a good time. And we're, we're trying to figure. Ball. What's that? We're talking about ball. <laughs> talking about ball. Um, um, and we're looking for a Northwestern running back. It could be anybody, folks. It could be Isaiah Bowser. Um, I don't think he's there anymore. I think he he went to a G five school that I wrote about earlier this year, and I don't. It remember. is freshman Cam Porter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 He finished the season really strong. 
um, as I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, <laughs> had his first four games season, had two carries, one carry, four carries, one carry. Then from the last, the final three games of the season, against Illinois, he had 24 carries for 142 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, against Ohio State, he had 16 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown, added three receptions for 15 yards. And against Auburn, he had 33 carries for nine yards and a touchdown and three receptions for 27 yards. Um, <laughs> this is a dude who uh, just fucking runs the ball hard. Yeah, like, yeah. he rocks. Uh, he's cool. I like him a lot. Um, beyond that, other guys haven't gone mainstream yet. I don't think Rakeem um, Jarrett has gone mainstream yet, and he rules. He's really he's good. good. He's, he's got the five-star stuff, but he, I don't think people know who he is because he's where he is. Yeah, um, the Penn State running backs, now that... Uh, Another Journey Brown is medically retired. This guy, they yeah. got some opening there. Yeah, um, yeah. Noah Kane, I like a lot. He's he's fun. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks, Cam Porter. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Thank uh, God, Ricky Slade is gone. One yeah. of the worst running backs I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Cam Porter at Northwestern, who I mentioned, is one of like the ninety-five consecutive uh, Division One running backs since Cincinnati LaSalle was produced. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, every year they have a new guy. There. God, that's such a good uh, program. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. Um, They've always got somebody, so... Uh, I think that's also where every Northwestern running back comes from. Yeah, Jeremy Larkin came from there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think guys. yeah that's just that's they, they where they come They did run from. Isaiah Bowser out of town. Look at from Sydney. I yeah. Where he transferred to. Um, let, me, let me look, because I, I mentioned him earlier. He's at a G5 program now. It might be... Definitely. It might be Temple, um, but I, I, I could be he's wrong He's just a bruiser, though. I don't think he's that good. He's no. just physical. He um, is there. He's a, <laughs> he's a UCF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great job, Gus. Uh, <laughs> did you love seeing Gus's actually talented running backs running into their lineman's ass uh, yeah. seventeen times a game? Now you get to see Wait a, till you see bad ones. Yeah, now you it. get to see a two hundred and forty pound five pound yeah. fullback do it. That's, I love to see ACL injuries on the field. Yeah. Um, the other player, I guess, who I mean, I don't even know this counts at this school because you know, it's not mainstream yet. But at Ohio State, Craig Young is going to be cool. Yeah, he rocks. I like yeah. Craig. I like Ronnie Hickman a lot too. Uh, Ronnie Hickman is cool. Yeah. He almost tried to you know kill that guy at Michigan State, yeah. which I wish would have happened. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean Jack Sawyer is t- he's a five star defensive end. He, obviously. I'll say he's switching to forty, which is a swaggerless number. No drip on that number. Oh, I mean, at Ohio State, it's the Vic Janowicz number. It does have juice at Ohio State. I guess. Anywhere not else, as, it does not have juice. Not as a defensive end. Uh, I don't care if he's juicing the outer field. He is the next Bosa. I mean, he's 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 a, he's a freak. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a real one, dude. He is a he is every bit as good as the Bosa's or Chase Young coming out of high school. Maybe better, yeah. honestly, which is crazy to say. He is physically just so put together. Um, he'll play as a freshman. I, I hope that uh, Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison are not expecting to be uh, you know getting all the reps because uh, he's going to take their reps. Cool. Um, all right. Next up here we have from uh, John Prine, John underscore Rothstein, J A W N, which we love. We love John. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if he I don't know if he wants us to actually answer this one, but he says if UMass goes undefeated, will they play Indiana in the Rose Bowl? See what I'm talking about with the Indiana? Yeah. What's up with this, guys? Um, <laughs> Let's let's all I want next time we ask for questions I'd like all of you to ask us yeah. about. Uh, I think John is like, actually a UMass fan. Ask all of us about Middle Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. We we want to talk about the freaks out here. Yeah. Um, I do think UMass is going to win a game, which will be nice. Mm. Um, maybe two even. And who's to say? I will stand by whatever comments I made about them in our preview regarding <laughs> them because I do not recall what I said. But I do yeah. they will be bad, and I maintain that it is the worst job in college football. 
Okay. Uh, Division one college football. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue against it. It's, yeah. um, I mean, UConn is up there for the same exact reasons, sure, yeah. but I think UConn and the Americans probably worse because you have to play in the American and you're going to lose every game. Um, UMass at least gets to schedule its opponents and can you just play for them five times. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good though. It's not a place I would want to play. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be playing for them. You gotta, you know, you gotta schedule all those schools that just, you know, you gotta schedule Stony Brook somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our final question of the day. Uh, our first real question of the day. Our first real question, <laughs> our final question, comes from uh, at Cavs Buckeyes, a loyal follower of the pod. Yes. Um, he said, okay, so my question is, how do you think the best G5 teams will do against the best of the P5, te- the best P5 teams yeah. uh, once the playoff expands? We've seen them do well against the fail sons of a P5, but they haven't really played Clemson, Bama, and Ohio State much. In other words, I'm asking, how do I get the 2019 UC-OSU game out of my brain? Um one thing on that game specifically, Luke Fickle has publicly said he did not feel mentally prepared to play his old team. Yeah. He said he wasn't really, his heart wasn't in it, which is like shitty for a coach to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, He's a very open guy about that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, he I clearly think, wants the Ohio State job. Yeah. I think terribly. he'd tell you as much that he wants the Ohio State yeah, he, job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he pretty openly says it. But um, look, I, I, I don't expect them to beat Ohio State, Alabama, or Clemson, right? That's not going to happen. Not in a playoff scenario where everyone is, no one's going to get caught by surprise for the game. However,. They will they get to the second round of some of these? Yes. Can they beat you know uh, a Pac-12 champion or a Big 12 champion? Yes. Or a, a flawed version, like a couple. I've seen the playoff example thrown around is like 2017 UCF playing against Alabama in the second round. That was Alabama pre-Tua, so that was a Jalen Hurts. The Jalen Hurts team. Yeah, I think they could absolutely win that game. That Alabama team wasn't very good. But but I mean the thing I guess with the saving team is we knew as soon as they were like not scoring, he just put Tua in. So like if they weren't scoring that game, wouldn't Tua just go in? I guess I still don't think it makes that much. I think UCF was was really good. <laughs> yeah, I, UCF was really fun that yeah. season. I, I think there are teams that are capable of scoring a ton of points, especially. Yeah. Um, I think some of these systems will cause I, the way that you get that game out of your head is that you watch the twenty twenty Cincinnati Georgia game. Right, where Cincinnati and, had Georgia by the balls. Yeah, until, uh, until, until James Hudson. Yeah, hurt. yeah, exactly. Cincinnati wins that game. James Hudson doesn't get hurt. Like yeah. probably by ten or fourteen points. Yeah, and yeah. that was a good Georgia team. That was a really really talented Georgia team. And also like immediately when they win, I mean, like, it's going to be a tall, a tall task. But yeah. Like we talked about, once you get Cincinnati making the playoff every year or you get, you know, uh, Louisiana making the playoff two years or whatever, something like that, yeah. the recruiting, like, they're going to stop getting beat for recruits by Northwestern Illinois. Yeah. It's not going to keep happening if you have an actual path to the playoff and you're winning your conference most years. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that that solves that, in my opinion, which I think will help level that field a little bit. Like, you're not going to, are you going to beat Ohio State for a kid? No, probably not. Yeah. But uh, you can probably beat Michigan for a kid, right? I mean, Cincinnati is, you know, they probably have done that. They yeah. probably beat Ohio. I would imagine that, um, what's his name, Ever, is it Evan Prater? I would yeah. imagine Michigan would have liked to have him. Um, I don't think he had a committable offer for Michigan, but he did have committable offers for Big Ten schools for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, that's the biggest thing is just, I, I think, I'm not expecting a G5 team to win the national championship this decade. I'm not saying that. However, I do think over time they will uh, be in the quarterfinals or semifinals or maybe even make a title game once. Which is And like, I, I think that they are capable of jumping up and getting somebody every now and then. Yeah. Not every year. It, most of the time, I'll say the G5 team probably loses in the first round. Yeah. But I think that there are some G5 teams that are just really, really good. Like Cincinnati last year was really good. BYU last year was really good. Coastal Carolina last year was really good. Yeah. I think any of those three, I would have been pretty confident in saying, like, yeah, these guys could beat Texas A&M. And they need to make it a stipulation that any conference champion will not play a road game in the first round. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, like, if Cincinnati yeah. is, you know, it's ridiculous. A twelve and one yeah. team that wins their con- or a thirteen and zero team that wins their conference and makes the playoff. They should be playing a home game in Nippert in December yeah. with you know Florida coming to town. That and should let them be, play in the snow. That should be the top six seeds. Yes. Like unquestioned those the six champions should be the top six seeds. Yes. Like I'm sorry, you didn't win your conference, you don't get to be yep. in one of the yep. top six. Yeah. The two most important at largest are those two home games. Yeah. But like you should not be able there there should not be three or, you know, four at largest going to, you know, getting home games. Right. right. Like you didn't win your conference. Go yeah, win your bullshit. conference yeah, yeah. and this won't be a problem anymore. And they're just gonna I mean, like we said, they're only gonna have the first round of home games because once it gets to the quote unquote big boys playing, they get rid of the the small teams. Yeah. Um they want them at both sites. They do not want them uh you know, playing. They want everyone playing in warm weather at neutral sites. So they think it'll get more fans. It will not. We'll get fewer fans. It'll be yeah. worse experience. But yeah, that's the bullshit they're going to do. Yeah. Um. But this year's Natty team can play with anybody. Like watch Absolutely. them. Watch them beat Indiana. Yeah. Uh. And if they beat Indiana, that Indiana team can play with anyone in the country. Like if, if they beat Notre yeah. Dame, Notre Dame is worse than Indiana this year. But yeah. Uh. They'll beat. In my opinion, they'll beat Notre Dame and Indiana. And, um, and this is a year where there are a bunch of big teams that are breaking in new quarterbacks that yeah. probably don't want to have to play against that defense. Right. Because like, they're not going to see a defense that schemed up their entire season. Like, right. no one else in the P5 level is running a defense that well coached. They just aren't. Like, do you really think that, like, I mean, Spencer Rattler had a good end of the season, but, like, I don't know. He's still the guy that threw all those picks yeah. the first half of the season. He's still the guy who just, like, breaks down to pressure. Like, yeah, he's, he's going to see a, a layered linebacker defense and, and know what to do about that. Right. Like, I, I, I'm not betting on that. Yeah, these these uh, these big teams can obviously prepare for these games, and, and more often than not, they're not going to get got by, by G5 teams. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I, I think... My, my my counter to the to the 2019 game is watch any other Ohio State game in 2020, yeah. right? Watch an Ohio State game in 2020. The 2019 team is not a great example because they were really well coached. Yeah. But watch these teams play for the most part. And the ones that don't yeah. win the uh, national I mean, championship. That's a pandemic year and they got a later start yeah, to teams. But so like, they have to be reasonable about that. But like 2018 Ohio State, 2017 Ohio State. Sure, you know? they're Meyer yes. is different. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and, and the day era, we don't. I don't know if we can make a consensus on yet at this point because we're two years in and, and half of them were really good and half of them were in a yeah. I, but I think for our postseason, we probably can. That I mean, like in the postseason, the Ryan Day teams don't get really embarrassed. Like they not yet. <laughs> well, uh, the Alabama one was bad. Yeah, <laughs> defense is oh, it's not I have my own with Ryan Day but that game, but yeah. that's besides the point. But in, in, anyway, put it on a Clemson game from 2020. They were yeah. a flawed team. They just, they just were. Like yeah. the, the flaw was that if you you know if you ran fast enough on offense, they couldn't keep up with you. And, and Georgia has been for last season and this season. If you refer to the 24 seven talent composite, they are the most talented team in college football. And and, and, and they didn't make any adjustments. Cincinnati was beating them. They just uh, had more depth. And Cincinnati just got hurt. Yeah. Like, if it, that, and that was a really good Georgia team at the end of the year with yeah. JT Daniels. That was a playoff was a team. Damn good team. Yeah, they had <laughs> one or two guys set out. It wasn't like the yeah. whole team was set out. That was out. a very good Georgia team, and yeah. Cincinnati was dog walking them in the first half. Yeah, like it was. It was. They were really, really putting it on them. Yeah. Um. Georgia had no idea what it was doing against that defense, and so I think that the best G five teams absolutely can compete with the best P five teams. It just it takes a a, con, a confluence of a couple of events that won't happen every year, but I, I do think can happen every five years or. So, especially um, if they're getting home games too. Especially yeah. if you're gonna go to Boise and, and that's not December, fun to do. I yeah, don't want to do that. I, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I, I would like to see. I just know it won't happen. It's fucking horseshit. But yeah. I want to see the, the the champions get automatic guaranteed home games for yeah. one. 
Yeah. It has to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just, um, and it won't, but it's, it's just, uh, that's the only way that it's fair. It, yeah. it has to be, there has to be some sort of reward for winning your conference championship. No, we're going to see like, you know, 10 and two Auburn that lost every game that mattered is going to, you know, get a home game against, yeah. uh, undefeated Cincinnati. It's going to piss me off. Yeah. And Cincinnati will win and it will be, it'll yeah, be, frust- be mad. Yeah. They have yeah, it'll be frustrating that we don't get to see it happen in Nipper and they don't yeah. get to rush the field and, and yeah. have a cool moment. Um, yeah. So I, I, uh, I think that I wouldn't conflate bad one bad or several bad G5 against top P5 games as being the end-all be-all for what can happen in these games. Yeah, um, I And I, the other thing is we've never got to see it before. We don't ever, yeah. We've never gotten to see these teams compete on a true playing field for a national title. And didn't, didn't those like Memphis and Western Michigan teams have really competitive games against yeah, uh, Memphis, their bowl Memphis games? took Penn State down to the wire. Um, I believe Western Michigan took Wisconsin down to the wire. UCF beat LSU. Um, <laughs> or yeah. uh, Auburn. Auburn. They beat Auburn straight up. Um, it wasn't an amazing Auburn team, but it was a pretty good Auburn team, and this was I think pre the the opt out era. Yeah, Western, Western Michigan lost by one score to Wisconsin. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Memphis was right there too with Penn State. It was yeah. a super high scoring game. It right. was a fun game, um, yeah, and that wasn't an amazing Memphis team. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were yeah. they were good, but uh, I mean, pretty consistently like the top level. Like when you have a team that actually is undefeated or goes twelve and one, like that is a really good football team. Yeah, and I mean, of course, the famous example going back further before the talent was just concentrated was Boise State. You yeah. know, doing what they did. Uh, what a fucking team! Yeah, and I, I wonder what happened when they played against a really top team in yeah, the, uh, in the it's Fiesta Bowl. Po- it's possible. It's definitely yeah. possible. You got to yeah. get a little lucky, and you got to get a, the right mix. But it's definitely possible. Is my answer. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for checking out Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. If you and en- sex, <laughs> if you enjoy the show, please be sure. Yeah, we're going to. Uh, <laughs> We're going to. Go- we're g- what was it that you said? Was it Poon? Oh, yeah, yeah we're going to Poon. My affinity for Poon. Yeah, we're going to Poon, North Carolina. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you like the show, please be sure to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Um, Ryan, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at B1G underscore Ryan. Uh, feel free to engage with me about, uh, I don't know, football, I guess. All right. Um, I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. My writing is at the Outside Zone Newsletter. You guys know what it is. Just uh, Google the Outside Zone Newsletter on, stubs, on Substack. Yes, and, sir. Uh, send me money. Just you, you can, if you Venmo your money to Ryan's Venmo, he'll I'll, just. I'll definitely yeah. get Patrick. Yeah, he'll, yeah. <laughs> he'll, just, he'll just forward it to me. Um, uh, we, we appreciate all your questions. Next week, we will be back with the, what, ACC preview? Yeah. yeah. Also, I. Just a little announcement here for me personally. Uh, today, I got out of a parking ticket by lying to the parking authority, and it worked. Okay. Um, so if you could, please end this episode by playing The Race by Take Because uh, <laughs> I just beat the fucking case. Okay. Uh, and let's hope that they don't uh, listen to this. Uh, if Tom, the parking authority, is listening, I did not lie to you. I'm just capping off the podcast. Yeah, he's, he's just uh, he's flexing for the gram. That's right. Um, all right, man. I'll talk to you next week.